You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is usually competitive and the ads aren't real. I'm your host and moderator, Joe Morical. With me, as always, the Piper and Phoebe to my Prue, Sean Keller. Ah, uh, I was on Friends and I'm like the flighty one. <laughs> and Mike Pareto. I can't, I can't think of a good Prue. No, you're Prue. Piper. No, no, I'm Phoebe. Yeah, you're no, you're Phoebe. Joe is Prue. Okay, this is I've taken this. Too you should far have already. just said, and I'm Phoebe, and I'm Pipe Piper. You, you should have just said, I'm a I'm a witch or something, because it's a charmed reference. Whatever. Oh I don't. God. This is a little nonsense. So this week, we're doing something a little special for episode 69, because we're grown-ups. Nice. Nice. And, you know, a year and a half ago, we started recording this show, but before that, we had to decide what kind of show it was going to be. So we thought for, for episode 69, we would play clips of the test episodes of this show that we ultimately didn't go with. Uh, I I didn't even always have the character of Joe Morica locked down. I went through several other iterations of my own identity. Uh, you know, how, how sad that you settled for this one. <laughs> this is the one this show needs. Just needs a, a dry, depressed moderator. Joe, the Dark Knight of podcasts. <laughs> Not the moderator we want. <laughs> He's the one we need right now. <laughs> I'm the moderator you fucking deserve. <laughs> so what we're going to do this week is just, uh, you know, air some clips of, you know, the failed pilots that eventually led to a little nonsense. The COVID crisis is really hitting the economy where it hurts. Families are struggling to make ends meet. Businesses are closing their doors, some permanently. Have you or a loved one recently lost your employment due to the shrinking economy? Well, we here at Sir Francis Drake Solutions want you to know that you're in good hands. Just steal. (laughs) (laughs) Our free program is proven to teach anyone how to become a bona fide pirate. From robbing at gunpoint to pickpocketing to executing elaborate heists, stealing is where the real money is. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> Just become a criminal. I mean, what choice do you have? <laughs> Me job be eliminated by corporate downsizing. <laughs> it's the pirate's life for me. Yar. Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> You're listening to a lot of seriousness. Where the conversation is cooperative... And the ads are quite genuine. <laughs> I'm your host and moderator, Torvald Flenderson. <laughs> With me, just this one time, are two complete strangers I met an hour ago. Dr. Jackal Toothsbury and Mr. P.P. P. Tickles. 
Dr. Toothsbury, I believe you were going to share a story about a bunch of children who yeah. died in a horrific fashion. Yeah, yeah, I have a story to share. I'm Dr. Jackal Toothsbury. I worked at a children's hospital uh, for 30 years. And unfortunately, uh, there was an incident uh, some six months ago when a, a terrorist... Uh, Approached the building with a, a, a gun, <laughs> and, and he threatened to kill everybody in the building. And I, I thinking he was very serious, uh, pulled the fire alarm. At which point, uh, water sprinkled down on all the children, uh, who were promptly electrocuted. <laughs> As there was a faulty electrical circuit in the building. I'm very sorry for that. This tale of mass child death is brought to us by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> Welcome back to Ubers with Groobers. <laughs> <laughs> The only podcast where the brothers Gruber talk all things Uber. I am your host, Hans Gruber. With me, my brothers, Simon Peter Gruber, and the black sheep of the family, Clark Gruber. Hey guys, it's Clark. Just saying hi, it's been a while. Welcome, Clark. And Simon Peter, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How have your Uber rides been lately? I had a fare the other... Uh, God damn it, why am I doing a Scottish fucking accent? My God, Simon Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I suffer from DID. I have several personalities inside of my head. There, that's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to Uber talk. Let's keep things on track. I had a fair last week. He threw up in my car. It was awful. Oh, what a pity. I didn't realize you were driving for Uber. <laughs> that, that was me. I, I was the guy who puked in your car. I was disguised as a oh, robot God. salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Side Saddle, the podcast where three grown-ass men discuss women's equestrian fashion and the glory of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Bo Craven. With me, as always, are my fancy friends with way too much knowledge about riding boots and the Dark Lord, Elmo Smith and Christopher Lloyd. Well, it's a pleasure to be back here on another episode. Uh, we, we can all take a moment to praise the Dark Lord Satan. All hail, Dark Lord Satan and his glory. All hail, Satan. All hail, Satan. Now, now last week, I believe I was reviewing the new Aqualine women's boots for equestrianism. It's <laughs> a fine line. Oh, fine line indeed. I'd purchase them here or in the afterlife. The afterlife, of course, filled with the fire and brimstone of our glorious Lord <laughs> Satan. 
fine line between the glory of Satan and the path of the straight and narrow. I think we know which way we go. Path of the straight and narrow. <laughs> where, where we're going, we don't need paths. <laughs> You're listening to Movies That Weren't Made, and for good reason, with me, Jonathan John 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 Melmick. I'm very excited for this week, as we're going to be talking about a film that would have been called Short Fuses, where where a man attempts to affect widespread political change through a series of extremely violent bombings. (laughs) But his explosives keep going off too early. Mm, With me to talk about this film that wasn't is the would-have-been star of the movie, uh, award-winning actor Richard Dreyfuss. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. And the movie's writer-slash-director, George Lucas. Yeah, hi, hi everybody. It's me. It's George. Hi, George. Hey. Konnichiwa, gentlemen. Oh, Konnichiwa. Yes, I've been meaning to talk about short fuses. Uh, When I had the chance not only to play a a misunderstood uh, bomber, uh, but also a uh, man of diminutive stature. Uh, Call him a a, a little person, uh, a midget, whatever, what have you. Uh, I I jumped at the chance uh, to portray this. Uh, It seemed like the role of a lifetime. Uh, You know, uh, Stephen had recommended to me years ago that I uh, continue or consider using... Uh, Dick, uh, Richard, uh, Dreyfus, and uh, uh, originally the role was not for a little person. Um, no, but Richard is so short. I insisted on it. I said, <laughs> I need to walk on my knees. Yeah, and George. then we, uh, we pretended that he was walking on his knees when we were shooting the movie, but <laughs> really, he was he's just he's four foot nine. Um, which is four foot four foot ten. Uh, that's with shoes with shoes on. That's debatable. Uh, I, I decide, George, real quick. I've always wanted to know what was the inspiration for this film, and why did you ultimately decide to scrap it? Ah, uh, yes. Well, uh, the inspiration <clears throat> originally was uh, uh, the plot of the first Star Wars movie is about uh, a terrorist plot to destroy a large military installation. And uh, it's always been a passion of mine to uh, explore the mind of the terrorist. That's where I come in. I read the script. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Cubs postgame show with Pat and Ron. What a game, Ronnie. (laughs) Hey, Pat. With us today, Motorola player of the game, Jim Hawkins. Jim, you guys really battled out there today. Tell us, what was going through your head here in that final at-bat? I gotta be honest with you, I was pretty drunk and could barely see the ball. uh, While I... I, I'm pretty sure I was on the field, though. I'm I'm definitely definitely sure I I made it to the field, but then it's all just kind of a a blackout haze after that. Well, Well, you were in the batter's box, I believe. Oh, fantastic. I've had a few blackouts in my time. Uh, one time, I went to a party, um, and uh, they gave me something. It looked it looked like a, like a cupcake, but it turned out that it was baked with vodka, and I had, <laughs> I had 14 of those. That's great, Ronnie. Jim, uh, any final thoughts yeah. on how your team was able to come back there in the night? 
I mean, I don't know how we did it, but I'm glad it happened. I, I expect to have a very, very bad hangover on the uh, plane to... Where, where am I playing next? Do either of you know? I believe you're playing the Houston Astros for three games. Yeah, oh, I, I, hate, I hate Houston. I wish I could just walk onto a plane like the old days, but I got no legs. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got metal legs. <laughs> you're more machine than man now, right? <laughs> Lock and load, boys. It's time to kick back with a sixer, bust open a box of 223s, and shoot the shit. Gun toting, Texas loving, grade A American bastards, Franco Lars, that's me, and Gonad. Hey, hey! This here's your boy, Franco Lars. I fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe and I were both I gotta, so gung-ho to be a guy named Gonad. I gotta, I gotta start it over. Please, let me start it over. I swear Why to God. wouldn't you want to be a guy I swear to God, Gonad. I want to. Seriously. I, I missed a... You can start it over, but all of this is staying I missed a, sure. I missed a comma. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Lock and load, boys. It's time to kick back with a sixer, bust open a boxer. 223s and shoot the shit with your gun-toting, Texas-loving, grade-A American bastards, Franco, Lars, and Gonad. This year's your boy. <laughs> I see that coming now. <laughs> Franco, <laughs> that is very different. This year's your boy, Franco Van Hammer. <laughs> bringing you another week of Are You Kidding Me? A gun podcast. Lars, Gonad, how'd he do? Yeah, I'm Lars. I'm excited to discuss the guns. <laughs> of course you are. I don't really want to talk so much as I want to just start shooting. Woo-hoo! I hear you there, buddy. I hear yes, you Yes, I am Texas man. Let us eat ribs <laughs> and fire the guns in the air. Yeah. Bang, we, bang. We know you're from Texas, Lars. Lars. Yes, <laughs> I am from Texas. Look at the size of that hat. Nobody, nobody loves America as much as Lars. Lars. This is correct. I am for freedom of Born the second bill of rights. I Amarillo, grew up Texas. raising cattle in the Armadillo, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all what are y'all shooting? <laughs> Just three great friends stroking their dicks, rubbing their dicks, <laughs> stroking and rubbing their dicks. Jerk off song. Welcome back to Divorced dads who are actually actually doing great. <clears throat> With me as always, my buddies Jake and Sal. How uh, how are how are how are you guys uh, holding hold it up, dude? I'm uh, I'm great. How are you guys oh, doing? I'm so great. I'm, I'm I'm so glad that you're great and I'm great and yeah. I'm so everything's <laughs> just. I think they're just really good, right? I'm, I'm really just, I'm, I've been finding myself. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and there's a lot, there's a lot of freedom, you know. Yeah, F- fucking America, freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah just freedom. hold on, hold on. I'm just, uh, <clears throat> just gotta, I'm just playing. I, I got, I'm playing some COD. I gotta, just give me one second. Yeah. No, you can see you could you can do that whenever you Fuck want yeah. to. Man. Do that whenever you, you want. And no Fuck. one's no one's gonna be like, hey, let's talk about shrimp tonight. All right, guys. Oh man, you know sweet likes, round. You know who likes oh, Call yeah. of Duty is my is my oldest boy. <sighs> yeah, I'll tell you what's uh, awesome how- is just not just not being married anymore. It's super super great. 
Just love it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I, uh, no, yeah, it's so good. Obviously, preaching so, to the choir, man. Yeah. Totally. Because I, man, I found a shirt today. Oh, All right, guys, I found yep, the I'll shirt. Talk to you later. Oh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Welcome back to Goat Milk Stuff, <laughs> a podcast dedicated to goat milk and all of the amazing organic healthful things it creates. I'm your host, Ted Gugent, a whale biologist <laughs> with a passion for goats. I should have been a goat biologist, but that ship sailed, unfortunately. <laughs> that ship has sailed? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get uh, too deep into that again. <laughs> With me are Clyde Danielson, a goat biologist. Hello, hello. And Hank Winters, a goat biologist. <laughs> hello. Clyde, I am a Hank. goat biologist. I am unfortunately not. I, I wish that I had been. <laughs> Why didn't you just go to school for goat God, biology? Guys, for the thirtieth time, I—it was half the curriculum. I know, but you I could have done it in half the time. I thought, I thought, I thought there was more of a demand for whales for so whale biology. So much easier. Goats are uh, so much smaller than whales. It's just one different elective class. I just wish I had. You, I know. I wish I had done that. I just should we talk about goat milk stuff now, please? You can study a goat on land. You don't need to put on a scuba suit. I get it, guys. I get it. I get it. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, you get just... seasick. <sighs> I do. I, well, I anyway. can't even be on a boat for more than five minutes. I know. I get it. I, and I love goats. Oh, God, I just... I don't even like whales. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Yes, whales are quite boring, actually. All the studies have been done there. The, the real science is in goats. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, stupid. Welcome back to Wrestling with the Issues, where we speculate what position pro wrestlers would take on many of the issues facing society today. I am your host, Jorvin Pickles. With me, of course, is my co-host and tag team life partner, former U.S. Navy Captain Gert Powder. Good to see you, Gert. Hey, it's Gert. How y'all doing? And our very special guest this week is award-winning documentary filmmaker, Borst Vagilin. Borst, welcome to the show. Gentlemen. Hey, Borst. I'm going to go to you first, and then our guest can weigh in. Yeah. The issue is gender equality, and the wrestler is John Cena. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. I, I heard gender equality, and my fucking triggers just went all over the place. Okay, but what does John Cena think about it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he probably likes it. He's, he's so weird. John Cena, I don't know, he's stupid. I don't like that guy. <laughs> Borst, Borst, your <laughs> thoughts? Well, well, well it's, a, it's a quite a, a nuanced issue, uh, really, at, at its heart. Uh, of course, uh, everyone should be uh, thought of equally uh, at the end of the day, uh, especially in, in the country of America. All men are created equal, all men and women at that. I don't believe the Constitution says women. <laughs> 
Welcome back to Criterion Conversation, a podcast that explores history's most influential and classic films. Today we are discussing the 1996 feature Kazam, starring Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal and Francis Capra. With me today, the writers of the film, Paul Michael Glazer and Christian Ford. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. I would be remiss if I did not start this interview with one simple question. Mm. Why? <laughs> uh, which, uh, who's, who's that directed toward? Just both of you. Both okay. both of you. Well, I, I, think, I think I can feel oh, this Christian. One. Uh, Please. How, how much money have you actually held in your hands before? Because let me tell you, when they give you a duffel bag filled with sweet, sweet cash... Uh, <laughs> the ideas just start just start coming out of me. I had originally written this film for Will Smith. Uh, I see, and they didn't take the option. So what happened was uh, they combined it with the script I wrote, where I I, I had pictured Sinbad in the role the entire mm, time, mm-hmm, and they yeah. just sort of like alternated the pages between the scripts and shot that. I see. And yes, when you take two pictures, one of Sinbad, one of Will Smith, and and cross your eyes while looking at both of them, Shaquille O'Neal. Well, you have That's to why they cast him. You, yeah. you have to shave both of their heads first. Oh my well, you God. don't have to, but it helps. Make them two feet taller. Well, I, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's episode. I, I will conclude by saying, uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, welcome to Drain's World. I am 32-year licensed plumber, Lester Bucek. <laughs> My co-hosts are Greg Kowalski, contractor hey there. out of Ottawa. How you doing, Greg? Oh, I'm doing real good. How you doing? Ah, not too bad. Not too bad. And uh, Lord Reginald Kensington III. Uh, hello. Welcome back, Lord Reginald Kensington III. Quite well, it's quite good to be back. Drains, yeah. drains world, drains world party time. Excellent, bootily, bootily poop. Let's talk about Excellent. plumbing. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Greg, yeah, uh, tell me about your last job. The last job I did, uh, I had to replace the trap under a sink, don't you know? Oh. And it was full of human shit. How was that? Someone took a shit in a sink, and it congealed at the bottom of the trap. You ever heard of anything like that, Reginald? And I spake not too truly, oh my knights. Uh, was I too dark a prophet when I said to those who went upon the holy quest that most of them would follow wandering fires? Lost in the quagmire, lost to me and gone, and left to me gazing at a barren board. And a lean order scarce returned a tithe. And out of those who whom the vision came, my greatest hardly will believe he saw. Another half beheld it afar off. Yeah, you immediately lost me there, Reginald. I, uh, it was, it was, it, it was allegory. I don't know. I know you're a great plumber, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that smites. <laughs> Poor Reginald's a plumber. Uh, delightful. <laughs> Welcome back to Mime Your Own Business, where each week we host an in-depth interview with the world's most famous mimes. I'm Clark Kernteninin. 
<laughs> Joining me today, two of the most decorated mimes in all of Europe, Maurice Bisset and Remy Living. Gentlemen, welcome. Bonjour. Oui, bonjour. Comment allez-vous? I was not anticipating either of you speaking. <laughs> <laughs> non, non. Je, <laughs> I do speak very rarely. This is an opportunity for me to finally share my voice with you. Which I, which I thank you for. Tell me, gentlemen, what is it like to be inside the box? Well, uh, the box is a creation of the mind. And uh, uh, it is as large or as small as I wish for it to be. So it is, uh, it is similar to, to any other sort of endeavor in life. Boring, boring. Other mind, talk. <laughs> Other my, other my, you talk. I'm not going to attempt uh, French. Très boring. Oui, it's very boring. In 2012, Tinder rocked the dating world through the simple act of swiping left and right. By 2014, the company was registering about 1 billion swipes per day. Now in 2020, lightning has struck again, introducing Kinder. The exciting new app for bringing a child into your life. <laughs> Sign up in minutes and you'll instantly be shown fun, available babies and toddlers that you can adopt. Browse hundreds of children in minutes. This one looks fussy. Swipe left. <laughs> this one has way too much forehead. Left. <laughs> wow, look at those dimples. And she likes fire trucks. Way to not conform to societal gender norms, little baby. Right swipe. <laughs> That's it. You've adopted her, and she's on her way to her new home. <laughs> Your home. It's just that easy. And if it doesn't work out, or the kid doesn't look like their pics, send them back postage paid. Uh. Adopt another if you want, or 40. The perfect family size is up to you. <laughs> Get yourself a whole mess of kids with Kinder. We don't do background checks or follow up. Chug, chug, choo, choo, all my little engineers. <laughs> all aboard for Next Stop Podcast, a show where we discuss all things model train related, from tiny little model trains to slightly larger model trains to even Slightly larger than that, but still, relatively speaking, fairly small trains. <laughs> this week's going to be a doozy. I'm Dr. Steubenmeyer Goebbels, and my assistants for today's build are Jeff Silverman and Caleb Ziegler. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, y'all. Dr. Steubens. So, what do you guys think about uh, one-twelfth scale trains? Well, I think they're about one-twelfth of fun. <laughs> oh no, I disagree. I think they're twelve times the fun. Oh, I'd much rather have a scale one to one train. Yeah. In my living yeah, I room. Suppose that wouldn't round the Christmas tree. Let's go choo choo chugga chugga. That'd have to be a pretty large tree there you got there. I've got a pretty large living room. I'll tell you right now, I I have said this multiple times on this show. It for me it is it is O scale or nothing. Oh, mm. 112 is wait is just way too big. I don't I don't have that kind of space in my home. I suppose you're right. Yeah, no, I uh, I do on the other hand. Uh, so you're you, talking about a train on the mo the molecular level. 
Uh, no, it's quite a bit larger than that. So, like something you, that you would sneeze out your nose, like a like a molecule-sized train. I'm gonna go ahead and just ban you from the show moving forward. I don't think. Uh, but I'm uh, your sister's oh, this is husband. Constructive. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm married to your sister. You're not nobody's husband, honey. All right, not anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh we were talking about trains. Oh, we're talking about trains. We're talking about running you guys, trains. You guys are mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that bell came for the, yeah. first for the first time. I'm glad the bell came. <laughs> Welcome to Real Fight, where we're gonna have a real fight. Oh no, <laughs> I'm, I'm Jack the Taste. Colesbjorn. <laughs> this week I will punch and be punched by my guests, Grawl Yostman and Nobel Poet Laureate Quinlan Balls. <laughs> Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I'm Quinlan Balls. We we sound very similar. <laughs> Before we get to fighting, Quinlan, why don't you tell our audience a bit about your fighting style? Yeah, so uh, I, I I have studied uh, three forms of martial arts. We got jujitsu, we got Okinawan mm, karate, mm. and we got uh, kokindo tapo peco, which is a style from <laughs> southern Mexico. Uh, it, it's new, but uh, I like to go mm-hmm, straight mm-hmm. with the knees to the throat. Strong, it's a strong move. Yeah, and uh, other one, Grolyosman. <laughs> yeah, I study. I study head to crotch. Fight. <laughs> that's where, that's where I go. I take a bite out of your dick, and then I headbutt you with my dick. Very effective. Very effective. Then we do a cartwheel. Dick headbutt. Mm. It's not part of the fight. <laughs> it's just for show. Yeah. And because you like the taste of it. Because people, people are YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tom Brenneman, and this is the Apology Hour where good, God-fearing men can atone for their sins and misdeeds while simultaneously calling a live baseball game. With me today, fellow broadcasters Pat Hughes and Nerman Hordrick. Fellas, uh, anything you want to get off your chests? Nerman, Nerman, why don't you start? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I have a lot of things to apologize for, uh, namely attending that white power rally up near Kenosha and... Then, uh, uh, and then posting it all over my social media and ESPN social media. And that that's unfortunate. A, that's a line drive to left field, and it's 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 in play. Uh, and he's going to be on second with a stand-up double. Uh, thank you for those yes. those warm thoughts, Nerman. Uh, Pat, Pat Hughes, yeah, is there anything you'd yeah. like to share? Uh, I, well, I, uh, in 1994, I... I uh, admit I did once uh, murder a homeless man. Um, wow! Wow! Yes, uh, he he had uh, stolen some change out of my out of my pocket, and I turned around and uh, uh, there's a swing and a miss by Jenkins. <laughs> uh, oh, but uh, looks like Silva is trying to steal third out of the. Pa- oh, he, uh, he's out! He's out! Well, that's, I can tell uh, you fellas are, are, are really, really conciliatory. Uh, oh, yes, no, I, uh, uh, so I feel transgressions. Really, I feel really badly about it. Um, look, so look, look, guys, guys, the important thing, the important thing is that we are crystal clear with the American people and, and everyone listening uh, that we would never, under any sort, any circumstances, uh, do this sort of thing again. Uh, we are, 
we are good, God-fearing, and there's a shot into right center field. That's going to be a double for <laughs> Sancho's. <clears throat> and the Cubs lead 3-1. to <laughs> Lords, ladies, it's time for Sir Podrick Castamere. The premiere <laughs> Game of Thrones podcast with the three wayfaring lesser Frey brothers, me, Dave Jenkins, my buddy Tom Laszlo, and of course, Rolling Stone Magazine's very own entertainment columnist, Wade Borland. Wade. Hi. Let's go to you first, Wade. Let's talk about uh, the reigns of Castamere. Ah, those are some wet reigns. <laughs> Those are those are some of the biggest wettest rains I ever saw. I like I like I like the music. Oh yes. Oh. Oh. oh the music. The music was so was so wet and rainy. Oh. Wait, I understand you get paid you get you get paid to review these things. You don't seem to have seen this episode. I... Oh my oh, don't, no, don't even, don't even, because I saw this thing with with bells on. I saw this thing. Uh, you could say that my casts were mirrored is how much I watched this episode. Oh, I give it a 6 out of 10. Back to That's you. That's strange because this episode is often rated at a 10 out of 10. Oh, sheeple, sheeple, sheeple! By nine, what are you doing? By 99,000 out of 10,000 viewers. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Out of 100,000 viewers. No, 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 no. <laughs> Alright. Well, Wade, I've long thought that you were a hack and you're fired from the show. What? Yes, that's right. <clears throat> I'm going to kill you. Excuse me? I'm going to kill you. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? And your whole family. Oh my, Just oh my like god, wait. They do that, in the somebody, reigns of Castamere. Someone's coming in the house. Get the kids. I'm going to somebody get find your pregnant wife and cut the baby out of her belly. Jesus. And, and play my uh, house's music as I do it. That's oh, going to be glorious. Yes. Um, I just sent you both a Google Drive folder. I've got something special for you for episode 69. Uh, if you would please open up the folder I just sent entitled 69 me, brah. Oh, God, what is this? Uh, okay. In three, two, one. Hello to Mike, Joe, and Sean. It's Pat Hughes, radio announcer for the Chicago Cubs. And I want to thank Sean Keller for thanking me for this assignment. And here's your nice message. Lifelong Cubs and Pat Hughes fans, my friends and I are preparing to record the 69th episode of our podcast, <laughs> A Little Nonsense. And to celebrate, I'm hoping you can regale us with your favorite Ron Santos story. You guys were great together. Much love. I would oh, be happy great. to. There are many. Uh, <laughs> first of all, during Game 7 of the World Series, I can't tell you how many people have said, Pat, were you thinking about Ron Santo during Game 7? I tell everyone the same thing. I say, well, Ron and I were good friends, uh, so I think about Ron Santo every day anyway. In season, off season, it doesn't matter. He was a big part of my life. We were partners for 15 years. He was extremely important to my career and to my life. So the answer is yes. In that regard, I was thinking of Ron Santo, but I was also thinking of Ernie Banks and Harry Carey and Jack Brickhouse and the millions of fans who could not stay alive long enough to experience what you guys and I did on that magical night in Cleveland when I got the chance to say... The Chicago Cubs win the World Series. 
It gave me enormous pleasure to say that. I say, let's go back and do that again. But uh, the favorite Ron Sandoz story would have to be the hairpiece incident. It could have happened to anyone. It was Shea Stadium. It was a cold night in April of 2003. It's time for the National Anthem. The Cubs are playing the Mets, and we stand in our little antiquated broadcast booth. Right over our heads, there was an old-fashioned electric heater, the kind that glowed a bright orange when you turned it on. So that was right above our heads. We stand up. Ron makes the mistake of getting a little too close to the heater. Halfway through the song, I kind of smell something burning. And then I hear something <laughs> sizzling, like bacon on a stove. Zzz. I turn to look at Ron. Ron Santos' hairpiece is on fire. That's right. A little flame <laughs> shooting out the top of his head, smoke billowing everywhere. So I did what any good partner would have done. I grabbed a glass of water, splashed it on top of his head. That's not the customary way that a big league broadcast begins with one man splashing water on the other man's head. But that was the Pat and Ron show, and that's what happened. Um, anyway, Ron kind of took uh, his bearings, and his first thought after that incident was, how does it look? You have to understand, Ronnie was a very handsome man, very vain about his appearance. <laughs> how does it look? I laughed right in his face. It looked like a professional golfer had taken a pitching wedge and whacked one right off the top of his noggin. There was a divot in the top of his head. How does it look? Hilarious. He always thought it was very funny, as we got a lot of mileage about that story in the years to come. He always thought it was great that the actual name of the Mets starting pitcher that night was Al Leiter. <laughs> <laughs> but there was only one Ron Santo, Hall of Famer. I wish he could have been alive to be inducted in Cooperstown, but it was not meant to be. But you guys, thank you, Mike, Joe, and Sean. Thanks for being great Cub fans. Thanks to Sean for thinking of me for this assignment. Final thoughts. Go Cubs. Stay safe. And thank you for listening to Cubs Radio. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> so who's that guy? <laughs> so that's I'm Pat just a big Hughes. fan of the podcast. Um, I hope, I hope he, he should have gone, gone with Batman. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast because... <laughs> Oh, I have to tell you guys a story. I, I feel quick. terrible. If, if he, <laughs> so hang on, hang on. So I I requested this cameo. First of all, shout out to my brother Zach who funded that cameo uh, uh, as a okay, present gotta, as a present for our 69th episode. Uh, thank, you, so thank you, Zach Keller. Got to give Zach some love for that one. I send Pat Hughes the request, and it says Pat Hughes usually replies within 12 hours. So I was like, oh, this is great. He, he's quick. So 12 hours go by, nothing. 14 hours go by, nothing. 24 hours goes by, nothing. And I start thinking, what, okay, what if he were to Google the podcast? Oh, yeah, he would not be. Let's, happy. Would so, not be so happy. hang on. So, so, so I'm thinking, all right, let me Google the podcast. So I go to Google, I type in a little nonsense podcast, and our stuff pops up. Uh, but I was like, okay, well, what if he clicks any of these links? <laughs> so I click any of the links. And our most recent episode pops up, which says, episode 65, I got no legs, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to record this cameo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so clearly I, I feel terrible now like i it's a 
we do it out of love, but it is a really horrible thing to to make no, fun of. No, we do his... it. No, but that's the thing is we do do it out of love. We're not making fun of his uh, his uh, well, physical. I mean, obviously, we are, but it's. I think it's. Uh... But no, it's about how goofy Ron was, you know. Yeah. So I don't feel bad about it. But when I when I put myself in the shoes of Pat <laughs> Hughes, my heart sunk to my shoes, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I hope he does not Google us. <laughs> Any, I, I have to say, if you're not doing, if you're not doing like uh, twenty cameos a day, I imagine you probably do Google people. He might, yeah, but I, I doubt he did yeah. in this case because he actually recorded yeah, a lovely no message way, for us. There's no way that he did. No, I mean, way I, I definitely am going to murder both of you now. <laughs> Come on, that Just was throwing fan- that out there. That was fantastic. Fantastic. That was awesome. Welcome back to Iron Man is the coolest and most best hero ever. Prove me wrong. <laughs> With Con Shella. I'm Con Shella. I'm eight years old. <laughs> With me, as always, are my stupid idiot friends, Mo Jorical and Pike Moretto. What's up, dumb stupid idiots? Not much. I am Mo Jorical. I also agree that Iron Man is the best. Hey, I'm Pike Moretto, and I'm kind of somewhere in between. No, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're I managed the you're best. You're both stupid, stupid, dumb idiots. Yeah. This week's question. In a battle between Iron Man and God, why would Iron Man, the coolest and most bestest hero, win? Pike, well, he has... Pike will go to you first. No. Mo, you oh. shut your stupid, oh. dumb idiot mouth. Oh. Okay. Pike would go to you first. Well, I I have to think that Iron Man would, would shoot some kind of very strong laser beam rocket at God, and God would explode. That is correct. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) God's technology can't compete with rockets and lasers. Nanotechnology. God does not have nanotechnology. Yes, God does not uh, use uh, nanotechnology. That's correct. No. I like that Mo Jorical was vaguely European. (laughs) Yes, he was. (laughs) Yes, tell us why he is the best. I was just me. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Pike Moretto. You were Pike. You were Pike Moretto. Yeah. No, you were clearly American, but Mo Jorical was clearly weirdly European. <laughs> Welcome back to Don Verl's Hot Tips, where we give you exclusive <laughs> insight regarding authentic Italian cuisine. Now, before we before the break, we was talking about our favorite dishes. I mentioned my pond chicken on a bed of raw shrimp. Fellas, what's your go-to recipe? Well, I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to yield on this one while I think about it. Uh, yield the rest of your time. <laughs> Let's go to you, uh, Concella. What's what's your go-to recipe during this quarantine times? Were our names mentioned? Because I missed the part. No, they weren't. No, they weren't mentioned were at all. We're names. making them up now. Um, I mean. <laughs> they just—they're what they are. Well, you know—you know how much I like the pond chicken. I do enjoy. Yeah, you're always on about the pond chicken. Oh, yeah, I'm a better raw shrimp. That's what—that was my favorite recipe. I'm asking what your favorite recipe is. I like—I like to take a fistful of vermicelli. Oh, vermicelli. And boil it until it becomes like a thick paste. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you boil it in? You boil it in the, like a like a puddle. Orange juice. Orange juice in a puddle. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Maybe you mix, uh, you, you take some of the juice from the, uh, the mushroom can. You, uh-huh. you, you, yeah, you mix it, can. you mix it in. You, you throw away the mushrooms, you mix the juice with the orange juice. Just use the can, yeah, you, you only heat use the it, can. You heat it, 
heat it over a flame until it's about 95 degrees. Yeah, not not too bit, not too close oh, to yeah, the flame. No. You gotta just a, a little distance from the Can't flame. Can't be a big flame. You might as well use a big use a big lighter. You soak, yeah, you yeah. soak some some fusilli in there. Oh, fusilli, fusilli, fusilli. Yeah, fusilli, oh. fusilli. Yeah. yeah, you end up with uh, with a very fine uh, pasta that uh, is flavored. It's got citrus, citrus mushroom flavor at room temperature. Room temperature mushrooms you can't serve beat it. it at room temperature. Oh, it's, uh, can't beat it. You want to so you want to serve it at slightly cooler than room temperature so that it gets down to room temperature when it, when it's ready to be eaten. Uh, and you put you put some sugar on top of it. <laughs> just raw cane sugar. Just just about a cup, a one cup of sugar. <laughs> if available, <laughs> if available, just use the cane. Just, just put the cane on there. You want you want about two. You want about one to two cups of sugar. <laughs> you just you just dump that right on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I got, I got me a sweet tooth. I got me a sweet tooth. <laughs> fin- finish with some mint. Oh, yeah, a little bit of mint on top of the two cups of sugar. <laughs> so we got, uh, we got, we got the ceiling uh, bathing in a mushroom juice, orange juice. Can, just a can, though. Room temperature. Uh, uh-huh. uh, a bath. Don't forget the vermicelli. We stir it. Like some body, some body chowder. For about <laughs> some, two, put some body chowder in there. Two or three days. We let it soak. <laughs> and then you take the freshest uh, sugar you can find. You put about two cups, just, two cups of sugar right on top. You just right dump top. it. You just dump the sugar right on top of the concoction. Till it's, Indiscriminately. Till it's, basi- <laughs> until it's basically a pile of sugar that has right. that has soaked uh, up. The, when you bite uh, into it, it should... It should feel like you're eating sand. Yeah, it should, it should vaguely, vaguely taste of aluminum mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, citrusy mushroom juice mm. with sugar, with the, uh, with al dente fusilli. <laughs> bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiastic proclamation. Hello, fellow Citadel dwellers. <laughs> it is your favorite Elcor, Felden. <laughs> Genuine interest. Welcome to my new weekly broadcast, Zakira Ward Gossip. Respectfully, my co hosts are the Krogan War Hero. Warlock Braid and the fabulously famous Hanar Hollow Actor Blasto. Excitedly, what are the haps? Feigning enthusiasm. It's good to be here. I'm gonna pull focus because I have a fight in about 15 minutes from now at the Fusion Club. Genuine curiosity. It's a loose plan. I'm just going to start a fight at the bar. Where is the fusion club for our guests? Our listeners is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take things really, really difficult to improv for a thousand. Alex. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. <laughs> 
subtle hints of humor. I think that <laughs> we can't take care of that in post. <laughs> Blasto. Dejected <laughs> indifference. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm just really mad that I can't have children. <laughs> that damn Chinophage. Callous disregard. Your race kind of had it coming. <laughs> I would like to meet this Jenna. <laughs> she sounds hot. <laughs> Welcome back to Weather or Not, where we decide whether or not something is weather. <laughs> I'm Herman Berman. <laughs> That's a great name. I mean, yes. Hello. <laughs> With me, of course, are my co-hosts, Marty Drops. Hello. And Dave Skillet. Hey, Dave Skillet. We experienced some rain today. Rain is commonly understood to be angel urine, but is it weather? Marty, your thoughts? Oh, Herman, it most certainly is weather. Oh, whether or not they're pissing in the clouds. Wee-hoo! <laughs> what ethnicity am I? No one's sure. No, not even me. But it's weather. It's weather. Oh, Nelly, it's weather. Look, unless my house is blowing away, it's not weather. I have to disagree. I, uh, if, uh, getting a little drizzle, that's just a uh, day-to-day occurrence, but, uh, ain't gonna count it as weather. So the deciding vote goes to me, and I say, as always, urine is not weather. Welcome back to the I'll Find You podcast, where we identify, <laughs> where we identify the hottest current female celebrities and then find them. Please welcome your host, Mike Pareto. Hi, yep, that's me. I'm the host <laughs> of I'll Find You. It was it I'll Find You? I think it's I'll Find You. We'll find them. We'll find them. I it's I'll Find You to Me podcast. First, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts to the show. Uh, one of them being Clyde Danielson. Hello, Clyde. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. And of course, the other host being Smitty Werben Jaegerman Jensen. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Smitty Werben Jaegerman Jensen was number one. <laughs> I was number one. Yes. So, as far as who we're going to find today, uh, that's going to be. Oh, 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 Mila Kunis? It is not Mila Kunis. Oh, oh, oh. Although. Oh. Next week's episode, Finding Mila Kunis. Oh, I will be here next week. Uh, yes, you will. You are a co-host on the show. Oh, I will be here this week, too. <laughs> You're listening to Mike Finds, where our own Mike Pareto is given the name of someone, and then he finds them. <laughs> I'm your host, Bismarck Watertable. <laughs> With me, of course, is my co-host, Damian Wendell Sinclair IV. Bismarck? Mike, Damian and I will now alternate giving you the names of people, and then you can find them. Damian, would you like to go first? Anne Hathaway. Uh, six miles northeast of Detroit, Michigan. Mike, where is gold medalist snowboarder Sean White currently? He is currently sitting 
two miles southwest of Mammoth Mountain, California. Hillary Swank! Mm, Hillary Swank. Hold on. Hold on. Downtown Bali. Korean pop sensation Huna. Uh, two doors down. Oh, I'm sorry, time's up. <laughs> From me. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> If you hear my voice, then you must be listening to another episode of Strawberry Seeds, a podcast committed to the love and discussion of the tiny little seeds on the outside of strawberries. It's easiest to call them seeds, but really that part is the fruit. But of course, if you're listening to this show, you knew that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Bobby McGee, and joining me as always are my fellow strawberry lovers, Chris Davis, Bobby, and Sapphire. Hello! (laughs) Welcome back, gentlemen, gentle people, whatever it is. Good to be back. I am a non-binary individual. You have mentioned that to me before. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I I use they-them pronouns. Come from an older generation. But one thing we know for sure is that we all like the little seeds on the outsides of strawberries. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I love every part of the strawberry. Interesting. Interesting. I hate strawberries. I hate the flavor of strawberries. Hate it. Hate it. Oh shit. And we're back with We're Back, the third most popular podcast about extraterrestrial life from the perspective of people who have been abducted by aliens. I'm your host, Clinton Talbottom. I was abducted in July of 1973 and returned to Earth in April of 1974, during which time I was probed and anally impregnated 81 times. With me are my fellow survivors, Radish Farm historian Yearn Bundlebell, and local hip-hop artist Lil Probe. I am not an alien. Do you still get the dreams, Lil Probe? Dreams, yes. I have dreams when I initiate my sleep cycle in the evenings. As we all do. Mm -hmm. All of us do. I don't. I no longer dream. Not after what happened to me. I was taken to a system just outside of Omicron, Percy I-6. Oh my Caron, they Higgs. called themselves the Huckatcons. That is correct. Yes, and uh, <laughs> they they took away my ability to imagine. Yes, that's right. I no longer have perfect visual images of things that I'm thinking about. You are also now sterile. Uh, I hear. That's right. Yeah, I know. I can't have children. I think. I wouldn't know. But I'm sure of it. 
you know, I, 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 however, birthed 81 children through my anus aboard the alien spacecraft. 82. He has <laughs> your eyes. <laughs> I am a DJ. <laughs> Welcome back to Filthy American Pigs. Each week I invite two stupid American spies to my studio. I am the host, and so I will ask the questions. Ugly one, we will stop at you. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm not a spy. I, I don't know why I mean. Trick question! You are both very <laughs> ugly. Where are the American troops hiding? Show me on the map. Tommy, you are an American spy! Point your finger! I don't know why I'm here. Stupid! I don't understand. What? I'm the spy! <laughs> Tell me! Show me on the map where you are! I don't, Show me where the troops are! I don't understand. Are we at war? Or what? You sound, you sound too calm! You are being tortured! I don't get it. I don't have troops. Where? Quickly! I don't. Chop off his penis! What? Penis. No now you must answer my question. Ouch. Oh. Uh. There are the troops. They're up your butt. Oh my god, they are up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's time for Taco Tuesdays. With your taco loving, eccentric billionaire hosts, Arthur Pratt, that's me, of course. The incomparable Franklin DeVos. Yes. And the legend himself, Professor Squilliam Fancyson. <laughs> Squilliam. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. Oh, it's so good <laughs> to have you back, Squilliam. <laughs> I'm such a fan. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited to talk tacos, gentlemen. <laughs> tacos. I haven't heard much about tacos from you, Squilliam. So I'd, I'd like you to maybe give us an introduction to your experience with tacos. Well, uh, the most pleasurable thing about the taco, I think, is when you take the large cylindrical tube of taco and just put it all the way into your mouth <laughs> as deep as it will go. Ah. And then withdraw it slightly and then put it back in. I see. Repeat as necessary until you get the taco sauce out. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. That, uh, that sounds naughty. What about you? The only way to do tacos. Franklin? No, no, no. Well, uh, that sounds uh, super gay to me. <laughs> well, yes, of course it is. <laughs> 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 Super good. <laughs> Welcome back to Everyone is Joe Moracle. I'm your host, Joe Moracle. With me as always are my co-hosts, Joe Moracle hey. and Joe Moracle. Hi. Joe's Moracle, what's on our minds today? Well, I, I was thinking about uh, playing some... Stardew Valley. <laughs> I was smoking a cigarette, and the guy from my 7-Eleven comes out, <laughs> and he's like, 
can I have a cigarette? And he's like, really close to me. And so I'm, t I'm like, no, dude, you're way too close. Just another day at Johnson Dies, okay? Don't even get me started on Johnson Dies. So Kevin was like, <laughs> I love Donald Trump. Oh, he was like minimum wage, more like no wage, more like we should, we should, we should charge them money to work for us. We sh they should pay us money to work here. Then he was like. <laughs> Welcome back to Pie Talk. I'm Wilbur Derg. Joining me today, my farmhand. Rusty and my beautiful wife Kathleen. Folks, let's talk about pies. Pie. Peach pies. I'm Kathleen. Quiet woman. Hi there. Talking about uh, pie. No, no. Let's let's go to Rusty. 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 <laughs> Rusty, what do you think about these pies that my wife and I are breaking? I'm 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 less Rusty. I'm less interested in the pies and more interested in the extra one dollar. <laughs> what would you ask someone if you wanted to see if they would or would not like some cookies? Hey, would you like some cookies? <laughs> okay. Bye. Come on. See, but you'd say you'd say like you do. You guys want some? Would you, hey guys. Would you fellas like some cookies? How many times, how many times do I have hey fucking lots of cookies? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the last one that I wrote. <laughs> Fire up the grills and warm up your throwing arms, boys, because it's time for another episode of Grilling and Baseball. The show where we talk for hours and hours about nothing but preparing food and the great American pastime of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Pee Pee Poo Poo Time <laughs> with Dungaree Cornwallis. Each week, I, Dungaree Cornwallis, with my two best friends, Ulysses T. Rainbow and James Red Penis, talk about the public restrooms we've used in the past week. Do you love dolphins? Of course you do. You've come to the right place. It's the Pod Podcast. <laughs> With me, goat biologist Vernon Richels. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Birds We'd Like to Fight. I'm Ether Merkels. Since I last spoke and you last listened, I successfully fought an emu to a stalemate. This week I have my on a very feisty blue jay. Joining me this week are my guests, renowned melee zoologist, Professor Hans Bjorgensen, and senior editor of Ornithological Combat Enthusiast Monthly, Mark Ian Shambles. Hey, uh, good evening. Uh, welcome back to Slide Talk. Uh, my guests tonight, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bob Dylan. Hey, say what's up, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> And Bob Dylan. Clickety clack, welcome back. Let's talk shoes. It's time for another episode of Louboutins and Manolos. I'm your host, Tim Gunn. And with me for our discussion of stilettos and pumps this week, 
the legendary Clancy H. Esquire, and of course, Old Man Withers. <laughs> You're getting the raw deal, the premier internet radio program for living a life more in tune with nature. I'm Johan Hooters. Humans are the only species that cook their food, and any fan of this show knows that if it's specific to humans, it's evil. That's why each week we celebrate raw food and share raw recipes. Joining me this week, uh, raw specialist chef Eric von Germany. <laughs> and joining us from his farm in Idaho, notable tuber farmer Spudmaster Sam. <laughs> Tubers! Oh, hi, hi guys, it's me again, Tim. And today's today's radio show is who is who is the best dinosaur? <laughs> Today, Today, my friends Mark and Steve will talk about my favorite dinosaur, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mark, I hate you. So you're so stupid. It's time to take a break from your telescopes and listen to another illuminating episode of Hubble Trouble, the Stargazers podcast. I'm Farget Hoygens, amateur astronomer. <laughs> My co-hosts are aerospace engineer Troy Winchesterton Shiresville and uh? goat biologist Hanson Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our episode for this Everyone's week. Everyone's a goat biologist except for the one guy who <laughs> wanted really to be a goat biologist. Desperately needed to be. <laughs> Everybody's a winner because we're all goat biologists, except that one guy. <laughs> except that one guy. <laughs> he, he is this week's loser. <laughs> what was his name, Mike? <laughs> He's this week's loser. <laughs> uh, his name was... <clears throat> his name was Ted Gugent. <laughs> Ted Gugent? Ted Gugent is this week's loser for not following his heart and becoming a goat biologist. <laughs> I had to study whales like an idiot. Oh my god, what a moron. I, I have been mostly Joe Moracle. I'm Sean Keller, and I clearly studied goat biology. <laughs> I'm Mike Pareto. I've barely been Mike Pareto. <laughs> I really hope this wasn't your first episode. Have a great week. <laughs> a little nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mail hole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here or there is often there, necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you can be John.
fire up the grills and actually 